Hello, and welcome to Wide Open Spaces with Elise, a podcast. This is episode number 118. Are you going through a transition in your life? Check me out at wideopenspaceswithelise.com. Elise is spelled I-L-I-S-E. You can listen to this podcast anywhere you love listening to your favorite podcast. Now let's pop in your earbuds and let's take a ride together. Thank you so much for joining me today. Before I start, this is Tuesday, August 15th, and it is National Relaxation Day. And I realize that if you don't listen to this today, it won't be National Relaxation Day anymore, but it still can implant the thought in your brain that each day you should take out time for relaxation. Find that special moment during the day where you can just unwind. Look at it as a timeout but do something that will help you relax. Maybe it's even listening to a podcast like Wide Open Spaces with Elise. Okay, are you going through a transition in life? I am, and that's what got me on this thought process. Last week was a very long podcast episode talking about life changes and how I'm becoming an empty nester. And it got me to think a lot about transitions in life in general and I have people in my life who are going through all different types of transitions and I tend to sit back a little bit and watch how they are responding to this transition the ups the downs they're going through their coping mechanisms are they coping aren't they coping and it really gives me a broad view into the transitions of life Transitions are when you have a change and you go through stages in those changes. It can be grief, loss, change of a job, moving, your kids going off to college, financial changes in your life, things that you transition to. Maybe you are going abroad for a while. That's a different transition. I love the word transition because it makes me think of a slow process that has to go through stages. Transitions are almost built into us. And if we don't take the time to go through the stages of a transition, our brain kind of goes in shock. It can't handle this transition when it's so rapid and it happens unexpectedly and the brain kind of goes a little haywire and your emotions can be up and down and all over the place. Your thoughts can be spinning over and over again. You may feel disorganized, not being able to focus. And sometimes we cannot help when a transition is about to happen to us. We can't help when someone passes away. We can't help if we're fired from a job. Things happen, divorce. Maybe it was unexpected for you. And so this transition is pushed on you, not by choice, not because you decided to try a new job, by choice, applying for a new job, getting a raise, a new position. That's a transition by choice, yet still a transition that the brain has to process. So when we're thrust into something unexpectedly, we kind of short circuit a little bit. 
and we question ourselves and we're not as self-confident as we used to be. So whether it's thrusted upon you or by choice, there must be stages that you go through so that the brain can process it. And in the unexpected, sometimes we have to go through a little bit of the short circuit before we can start to gain control into the transitional stages. So the first stage is endings. And that's that, whether it's grief, new job, moving, it's an ending of something. There is a change in your life. When you move out of the ending transition, the first stage, you move into the neutral zone. And from the neutral zone, you then move into the new beginnings. These are the three basic stages. Of course, there are subsets underneath the three basic stages, but I'm just gonna focus on those three right here. Endings. I just talked a lot about endings. How do we cope with it? You really need to let yourself feel. And for a lot of us, that's hard to do. We think if we're feeling, we're not coping. We're not handling it well enough. We're not doing a good enough job. But if you don't let yourself feel, it builds, it builds like a volcano, right? The heat starts to, the molten rock underneath the earth begins to get hotter. The steam begins to rise to the point where the volcano erupts. Same idea. I know that's a basic correlation, but it's the same idea. You've got something going on deep down inside of you. It's a trauma. It's a transition. It's unexpected or not by choice or by choice. But you're feeling these feelings and you're just kind of avoiding it. I don't want to deal. If I deal, it means I'm not coping well. So not true. You really need to let yourself feel. It is not a sign of weakness. It is not a sign that you're not intelligent enough because you didn't make the right choices in life. It's not a sign that you're failing, you're not coping. We need to feel that is part of our makeup. And so in this ending phase of whatever is ending in your life in the transitional mode, you have to process it. However that might be for you. Maybe you just need to have a good cry, a good therapy session, sitting with your friends and just kind of letting it out with that verbal diarrhea, I like to call it. I, I've been in that phase before where I just keep talking and talking as I just want to get it out of me. And there are different ways that you have to think about that can help you cope. Make a list, you hear me all this, do this all the time, but we're very forgetful. And so when you have that list in front of you that you've made some points that when you're starting to feel like you're about to explode, you need to release those emotions, what you can do to help those emotions flow. Sometimes for me, if I feel it like in my throat, I want to cry, but the tears aren't coming, or I'm frustrated, not angry. I use music therapy. I pick a song that I know is going to make me feel emotional. Yes, I want to cry. 
I need to have the release of that steam. If I don't release it, I'm gonna blow. And when I blow, then I'm not functioning to the best of my abilities. And in that transitional stage, I'm not coping very well. So allow yourself to cry. Allow yourself to feel the anger. Don't beat yourself up. Don't do self-mutilation in your brain. Why did I make these decisions? Why did I make these choices? This is causing me too much stress. Why didn't I say what I needed to say to my loved ones before they passed away? What ifs, what ifs, what ifs? What ifs don't help us. Live in today. Live in the moment. Live what's in front of you. One day at a time. Yeah, you hear that one day, one step at a time. You hear an AA, Narcotics Anonymous. But those steps prevail with people who aren't going through addictions. One day at a time. When you focus just on one day, you'll notice that your thoughts will become more calm. You won't obsess as much. You will feel more calm and in control. And you won't feel as overwhelmed and anxious because you're only dealing with what you need to in that day. So the endings. Endings can mean a lot of responsibilities have been put on you, like divorce, if you become a single parent, things you never did because your spouse did them, become your responsibility now. And that can become overwhelming. But if you take it one step at a time and you tell yourself, I can do this, we become dependent on our significant others when we're in a relationship. And in that ending of a divorce or a friendship or releasing a toxic family member, there's a sadness and a process of letting go and Realizing that certain things that you may have done together or they did for you are now your responsibility and it can become overwhelming. So by taking one day, one step, making a list of when you're starting to feel a little out of control, what can you do? Go to that list wherever you are. What can I do in this moment to diffuse it or to let my emotions flow? If I'm feeling like it's building up but it won't come out, a lot of times you'll hear, I feel sad, but I just can't cry. Do something that you know will allow you to release these emotions and make sure you do it in a safe place for yourself. Find that place at home, that little comfy, cozy huga spot. If you want to learn about huga, you can go back to my past podcast on it. Find that little spot that you can take that time out for yourself. There are so many things that are out of our control in life. And when there's an ending, sometimes it's not by choice, but you can take control. But remember, you can't skip the steps. You can't go from ending to new beginnings. You've got to process. You've got to move through it, not around it, not over it, and not under it. Through it for you to be able to function, to move forward in a healthy fashion. Our second stage of transition is the neutral zone. The neutral zone is kind of that you may feel after you've gone through a transition a little bit of emptiness. I know when I first got divorced and I had a one-year-old child and when I would wake up in the morning, I kind of had this empty feeling and I really 
at that time I was so much younger and I really didn't know. And as I look back, I understand I was in that neutral zone at that point because my brain had accepted and processed and began to function in a new way, in a new view of what my life was. But then I felt an emptiness that wasn't filled with those other things anymore. And so it was this neutral zone. So you may get to that point or maybe you're there now where you kind of feel empty and you just don't know which direction that you should go with your life now that you've moved through the ending of a transition and are in this neutral stage. This neutral stage can become a very creative space for you. This can be a place where you reinvent yourself, where you think before you get into another relationship. Take this time to yourself. I took five years before I even started dating again. One, because I had a young child, but two, because I had to find myself again. And what did I really want? Because obviously that wasn't it. So what do I really want and what do I need and do I want a significant other? Do I want to ever be in a relationship again? Do I ever want to have children again? And this was what I went through in that neutral zone stage and where I began to reinvent myself and really find out who I was. That's where it really started for me. So this neutral zone can be a, a sense of creativity, finding the new you, reinventing yourself, trying things you've never tried, going places to meet new and different people. Maybe you've always had an idea of starting up a certain type of business or hobby. Maybe this is that time in that neutral zone where you're trying to find your bearings again of who you really are. The next transition is new beginnings. Doesn't that sound great? New beginnings. Well, a new beginning can be anything for you anything you want it to be. Even if you've started a new job and you've had to say goodbye to your old coworkers and hack your desk up and you miss that job, but you want to advance yourself and you start the new job or you have time some in between and that's that neutral zone. And then when you're getting ready to go for your first day of work, it's a new beginning. There's excitement in the air. There's a feeling of self-accomplishment because you're starting a new job. In grief and in loss, in divorce, in the ending of relationships, moving to a new place, we have that ending, that, that mourning and that sadness time. And we move into a neutral zone where, for example, with grief, you're no longer crying all the time. You can start to look at the picture of your loved one again, maybe possibly listening to old voicemails from them because your brain has now moved into this transition of the neutral zone where your brain can accept a little bit more. And then you move into the new beginnings where your brain has finally processed and accepted that this person will not be in your life on a daily basis, but that you still can keep them close through pictures in your heart, through telling stories and utilizing the knowledge and the love you felt with them in your new beginnings in life. Even when you go through a transition like divorce, you have to thank that person in your mind, not literally. 
because they've obviously taught you something. If you can go through these transitions, they've taught you the mistakes you made, the things you put blinders onto, the things you allowed to happen that you know were not appropriate. And you learn from that and you learn from what you don't want and what you do want. Maybe you learn you just don't want to be in a relationship. Whatever it is, I always look back at that part of my life as a thank you. A thank you that it's over. A thank you that I have this great life and moved on. But I also really learned about myself and took that time afterward of self-discovery to realize I did want a relationship, but what kind of person I wanted that relationship with. And I became very rigid. I didn't really give myself room to stray because I knew even though this person seems great, they don't fit into the things that I really know that I need. And so I would have to move on. And this led to a wonderful 19 year marriage now. So take when things end, learn from them, even if it's grief, move into that neutral zone and then move into the new beginnings of excitement. Maybe make a list of what you want to see in your new beginnings when you're in that neutral zone, things that you would like to do. I have a very poor memory. You'll always hear me say I'm jotting things down because if I don't, it might be there tomorrow and it might be gone and I can't remember. So it's always great to write things down and then you can look back at them and say, ah, oh, that was a silly thought. I must have been in a weird mood or, hey, that's a great idea. Transitions are overwhelming. and I'm going through that empty nester phase and I told you I would share as I'm moving through. And so we're talking about transitions and we are leaving on Friday to take my daughter to college, her first year, my baby. So I will be an empty nester. I was doing really good, really good with being on vacation and just enjoying my family. I really compartmentalized. I know this is going to be happening, but I don't need to focus on it right now. And that was great. And then we came home and then I realized that there were things that I had to start buying and purchasing for her. As she was spending time with her friends and stuff, I started to realize our house is going to be empty and I'm not going to see her face every day. And I'm starting to feel the sadness, but yet I haven't let it flow yet because my ending really hasn't happened yet because she's still home. And I know that that first morning that I wake up that she will be in college and I will be home as an empty nester will be the time for me to start process, processing that ending part of my life. Not ending my relationship, not ending my experiences, my time, but that portion of my life personally, of being the conductor of my children and my family and the way that everything ran around their activities and their schoolwork and their projects, that part of my life will be compartmentalized. I'm moving on to, into a different phase and transitioning. So I will go through the sadness and the grief and I'm, I'm sure I'll have that neutral zone where I just kind of feel empty and then I'll move into the new beginnings. I have heard so much lately because a huge handful of my friends, most of my friends come from my youngest child's parents. 
And so they're all going to college. And it amazes me. I mean, a lot of these people that know that they're excited about becoming an empty nester. I have to be honest. And it kind of got me thinking because I kept saying, oh, I don't, I don't want to think about that. I don't want to think. They're excited because there's a freedom that they'll have. Their day will be made up of whatever they need to do to keep their life and home going. But then there's going to be that time where they were spending running their kids around and going to school functions that will no longer be there. And they're excited about that. They're excited about finding a significant other during this time. They're excited about spending time with their significant other more, doing things they haven't been able to do other than on school breaks. Now they can go away any time of year they want. That's my thing. That's what I am starting to like see a little bit through the looking glass of how my life could change. So there is always, it can be an excitement in a transition. And so I'm, I'm trying to let myself live one day at a time where right now she's home and we're enjoying and watching our favorite shows together and Friday we'll pack up the car and so on and so forth. One day at a time and allow myself to go through that transition. And I will be sharing that with you a little bit here and there. And so are you going through a transition in your life? It's okay if you are, and it can be hard, and sometimes it can be easier than you think, but you have to let yourself go through it. Remember, you must go through it, not around it, not over it, and not under it, but through it. Thank you so much for listening to me at Wide Open Spaces with Elise. Go out and explore all those wide open spaces in your world. Try some new things during that transition point. Remember, positive thoughts always create positive energy. Happy relaxation day. Enjoy the rest of your summer. Until next week, my friends. Ciao.